Brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores. We had Todd Okerlund on the show earlier today. Oh, oh great. Yeah. yeah, great kid. And I bet he told you some good stories about Dad. Well, I share your sentiment. Uh, of all the years he's been around, I never had a sit-down with him. Yeah, I never did, but we all we all said hello to him. Oh, yeah. With him a little bit and stuff, but... Uh, we did not, uh, we did not, I didn't get the good hour interview kind of conversation where it could have written a book about it, but, uh, you know, I do love the fact that the guy was basically wearing bad sport coats, selling a Channel 11, and Marty wouldn't cross the picket line, and he ends up, he ends up being mean Gene for 40 years, you know. Oh, and what, what I told Todd, you know, whatever it is. Yes. Gene got it. He got it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was a and natural. He, he was, well, he was, there was, he was, he was willing, you know, he was perfect because even before he ever got into wrestling, he was willing to do anything, you mm-hmm. know, sing Tutti Fruity and be in a rock band and, uh, and, uh, sell and be on the air and do, do all those stuff. So he, he was just, uh, he was a great character. And every time, you know, these uh, AWA guys have just been, you know, they're all of that age now, in the mm-hmm. 70s, early 80s, and they're falling like crazy. Oh, and I know, and I every that. time I would call him and uh, he'd have a story. Mm-hmm. Did you see the one I repeated today about the Marty O'Neill, Bobby Heenan one that he always tells? No. Was that in your column today? Uh, I did a blog today. Oh, I didn't but, see uh, the blog. Yeah, but uh, I'd written this before too. Uh, I guess uh, when when Heenan when Marty was doing an interview with Heenan and Heenan was the strategist for Nick Bockwinkle who was going to capture the title from Ganya. Right. You know, and he came out there with a great big portfolio with oh. all these strategies in it. Right? Oh yeah, I did read that. Yes. And yes. then he showed it to Marty, and it was a Playboy centerfold. Right. Behind the portfolio. Marty kind of behind the sunglasses, his eyebrows kind of pop up. Yeah. He says, that's a very interesting plan you have. There, right. Bobby. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that uh, they had some great characters of, you know, Al DeRusha, who uh, ended up being a ring announcer and a referee, and he was the, produ- the original producer of the show. There's a guy that's got a book, man. He's in his 80s now. And he started working in a carnival at age six, mm-hmm. and he's still with that family. But he was in wrestling, early pioneer TV, and carnival business. Wow! <laughs> he, he's like it's. Uh, I mean, he's, he's never had a, a boring day in his life. And he, what he did, you know, Mean Gene did the first thing, filling in for Marty. And Al was the producer, and I don't know if he was crossing the picket line or not, but he had. He, because he, he liked Gene, so he had Gene come up to his lake cabin for the weekend and said, "Okay, these are the guys, and this is what you got to do, and this is how this all works." And uh, and uh, Gene took it from there, man. Unbelievable. So, what, Todd? The nice thing about being Todd Oakland is there probably were people who wanted to give you a hard time about being Gene's old man, yeah. except you were a big, strong. You know, fantastic hockey player who could kick the hell out of them if right. they tried to if they crossed the line. Right. So. Are you at your Florida State? 
No, I'm uh, on the way to the airport, however. Uh, we're kind of winding our way to the airport. We uh, left early here. Yeah, I'm not going until later, uh, like late this afternoon. Okay. So. Uh, we lost anyway. uh, Super Dave, too, huh? Ah, right, Super Dave. I did not. Uh, did you know he was Albert Brooks's older brother? Not until I read the New York Times obit today. Yeah, I mean, neither did I. I read the Times obit, and... Uh, the old man was a comedian, too, you know, kind of a Catskill-type comedian. Yep. Uh, I would imagine if you were the mother in that house, you got driven crazy. Oh, my with, word. Uh, with, <laughs> with those guys. Super Dave, though, there's a Super Dave thing you should look up. He's a Bob Einstein, and he's being inter- he's being interviewed by Glenn Campbell. He's a young guy. Yep. And he's a he's a car mechanic. He's a, he's a, you know, working at a service station back then. And he's being interviewed because he set the world record for ripping off a customer. Yeah. <laughs> the guy came in for a $6 lube job, and he ended up making him spend $800. Yeah. <laughs> and they were honoring him for setting the world record. And he said we were at 794 and he knew he had to get to 800 But he said with all the stuff he changed... I had to talk him into getting another lube job. That got him to eight hundred. It's uh, it is hysterical. I didn't and, know uh, he had written. He wrote for the Smothers Brothers, and he. Oh yeah, I didn't have he had any a long idea. writing he, career. No, but of course, uh, to the modern generation, he's more well known as Marty Funkhauser. Oh right. my God, Pat Rookie and I honored him by watching the joke he told uh, on Curb with Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> and Larry David. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, this is a blog. Uh, this is a, a podcast, so we can. Did, did you see the one where where something happened with a pickle jar and his nephew Kenny broke his wrist? Oh no! Did you see this one? No, it's not ringing a bell. And his his nephew Kenny had turned into this raging, crazy people screaming at everyone because he broke his right wrist. And he could no longer pleasure himself, and uh, you know, he could, <laughs> and he was just this maniac. <laughs> and Larry says, "Well, as he tried left-handed, <laughs> and and Marty says, ah, nobody could do it left-handed.' Ah, you're right. <laughs> oh, I'll be looking that up right away. Oh yeah." yeah. <laughs> Uh, what was left in the sink was really funny on the other one, oh though. My God. That's oh, quite yeah. a punchline. And Larry oh, has yeah. such disdain during the entire joke, and oh. Seinfeld is listening to it. Larry just wants to be some, will you finish the joke already? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, well, Super Dave was, uh, it was a, uh, it, it was definitely acquired taste. All these, you know, the evil Knievel put down is right. basically what it was. Right. Uh, was, but yeah, both 76 years old and really both the same guy. You know? I think so. I said that earlier. Just, they struck me as the same type of personality. They just kind of took their shtick and made it their own. Yeah. You know, and made it made it into a great career. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, it's it, it's too bad. I, I really this year was the year I vowed I was going to go up to Sarasota and spend an hour with uh, two hours having dinner with Gene and I. It's right next door, and I never did it. And I'm kicking myself. Well, apparently he has favorite places that he haunts. Uh, well, he got the waterfront. Yeah. I guess the waterfront bar where uh, he's uh, uh, every Monday night steak and uh, several cocktails. And mm-hmm. so, back in the day, although uh, yeah, I know Todd just just 
loved being the guy's kid because he was such a, I mean, because he was such a character mm-hmm. and just enjoyed life, you know, he just loved life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we didn't anyway. chat since the uh, Vikings performance. That was Could fairly you, dismal. Did you watch it? Uh, in, bits and pieces. Quite a bit. Bits and pieces. Oh, it was Joe, tough to it get was, it down it there. Was, it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Lee. Rotten. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what you guys. I haven't talked to these guys. I uh, about it. I was there for the first half. Yeah, I was there. I was my first appearance in a Viking game. And I think for, I think for the first time, boys, the fans turned on Zim mm-hmm. half, they did. before they halftime. Know. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it was. Uh, you know what's amazing is the Bears just came in and kicked the hell out of them for fun too. Yeah. Just you know, I think they got to halftime, and if the Vikings had been a touchdown ahead or not, he might have pulled them. Pulled the plug, but he said, the coach said, hey, I, okay, the Rams are going to win. It's not going to help us, but I can't let my team play as hard as they did the first half and then lose this game. Mm-hmm. So uh, he just stayed out there and kicked the crap out of them. Can you imagine that offensive line trying to protect Cousins oh. on an 18-degree day in Soldier Field oh. on that turf with the wind blowing 20 miles an hour off the lake? They They'd be taking him off in pieces. We might have seen Trevor Simeon for the first time if that was <laughs> yes, the case. Yes. And with with Cousins' permission. Right. Yeah, it was brutal. Nobody's I, playing I, well, Pat. The Wild aren't playing well. The no, Timberwolves the aren't are, playing well. Yeah, the Wolves are. The Wolves would probably like to fire the coach, but there's nobody to replace him with on that staff, so they'll let him ride it out. But this is, uh, you know, this is not. Uh, Everybody was happy when they traded Jimmy because they looked better, but they're not good enough. They're not going to be close to being a playoff team. Is Boudreaux in trouble? Is Boudreaux in trouble? I think he's in more trouble than anybody because of the, you know, who knows? You know, the new GM brought in an assistant coach, Mm -hmm. you know, that put it on the staff, uh, basically fired fired, uh, Boudreaux's buddy Anderson and brought in the new guy and I, I don't I, I think if they want to make a change the coach is right there so mm-hmm. I, I don't know but I don't know what to do. they just can't score a goal when they have to right mm-hmm. I mean they're, they're not playing terrible they just don't put the puck in the net as you say they don't have the guy they don't have a guy gotta have a guy yeah gotta have yep. a guy no, it was tough maybe, to get maybe, English speaking. You know, Edmonton's playing terrible. Why don't you call them up and give them five guys from McDavid? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, that's true. How long are you going to be at the estate? Well, until late March, but I might be back for a week in February. So. Oh, boy. Anyway, yeah, so uh, I think, I, I don't know. It sounds like you're going down there with about three or four women. Uh, I'm in a place having lunch and oh. chatting. Chatting taking place. I see. So, some chatting. Right. At, at a high volume. Yeah. So how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I went to a quiet, what I thought was a quiet corner, but uh, it, it was not a quiet corner. Yeah. Well, enjoy no. your trip. You know what I did today? Oh, on the way here, the bride was with me. Yeah. We went to the container store. Yeah. Have you ever been to one of those? Who's no. been to a container store? Centennial Lakes? Yes. Okay, I know exactly where that is. I've been in that. Where you buy a box? Yeah, oh, you buy stuff. everything. It's it's you you can't believe that this can be a business, but it's a madhouse. Really, unbelievable! It's containers, Joe. It's yeah. space safe. They have containers for things that you didn't even know need to be contained. <laughs> that's how many containers they have. Yeah, that's you true. can contain that. I didn't know that. 
Oh yeah, they got it's uh, it's that place is huge. <laughs> Containers. Well, you, did you buy a container? Can- you got to take on a plane. No, not me. This is for the something to do at home. Oh, I, I, I see. Did Christmas decorations. Oh yeah. Well, they got yeah. those. Yeah, you can you get gotta those. have containers. Yeah, you got to have containers. I did not know All that right, needed guys. to be contained. All right, you have a good have trip. A, uh, have a good 2019. Yeah, you boys. too. All right, thank okay, you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. See you later. I thought he was in a cab or something. Uh, he did when I called him. You know, he wanted us to call him at one, or we were going to call him at one. Mm-hmm. I'm in a restaurant. I'm going to go find a quiet corner. Right. Well, and he I did said, a pretty good job. So, well, good. He 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 booked his lunch yep. at the time he was supposed to be on, well, like the good old days, huh? Just like the days he would book a flight. some business we haven't gotten to. We got a nice card from uh, Merlin, the tractor guy. I love Merlin. Merlin Stephan and his bride. And okay. uh, Merlin was great to us back in the state fair days when he actually could bring a uh, tractor to our setting. Oh, he fair. Be, Remember oh that? Yeah. beautifully shined up track that's been fully restored. Uh, organizers of a woman's march uh, slated for Northern California next month have canceled the event saying they were concerned the participants would have been too white. So you can't, they would have been disqualified. You gotta have... <laughs> You're way too white. I'm sorry, it's just mm-hmm. not gonna work. In a news release, organizers for the march in Eureka, about 275 miles north of San Francisco, said the decision was made after uh, many conversations between local social change organizers and supporters of the march. Uh, up to this point, the participants have been overwhelmingly white, lacking representation from several perspectives in our community. So you, you, you're just too white. Right. You can't, ah. can't do it. Good luck with that. Uh, Julia writes, I'm happy your Christmases were joyful. Matt's reports of bliss as he partook in celebratory refreshments made me giggle. Although Mary... Wine was necessary for me as well as extended family descended upon our GL home. This morning I enforced, this is dated Friday, December 28th. When was that? Last Friday? Yep. This morning oh. I enforced the female fun limitation factor on the guy as I shoved my 18-year-old out the door. Instructions including grabbing the shovel away from the 49-year-old dad and finishing space management on the driveway. Mom's role is to keep dad alive through the new year. Here's hoping all GLers are safe in their shoveling duties and husbands will forgive their wives. Less fun, but hearts ticking. Happy New Year, Julia. Boy, that is the exact opposite of what happened in my home. Really? Well, you know what she's talking about. We had that heavy, wet slush at the end of last week. Yes. I didn't space management. Oh, no. I was told to. And I said, I'm not shoving that stuff around. It's going to melt. Plus, we were leaving the next day. Right. I'm not shoving that stuff around. And she... She was very forceful in, in and I, I, I won. I put my foot down. I said, I'm not doing that. Yeah. That stuff will kill you. But did you win? Nothing. It's now just an icy ruts everywhere. And this, this high 30-degree temperatures we're going to have here locally are probably not going to help. I think it will. Think so? Yeah. Some of those are big chunks. I think she'll be able to get out there and, and get, take care <laughs> of that. <laughs> if she's got the, the world's greatest scraper. That's right. That's right. Uh, Billy Stein up in Aiken writes, you wondered how the intrepid Colin managed to keep in touch on his trek across Antarctica. He had a satellite phone. When we first went to Haiti 25 years ago, the only communication we had with the U.S. was through the generosity of Ham 
radio operators. Then we got a satellite phone, which works anywhere on Earth. And on our last trip in 2012, everyone had cell phones. I imagine Colin kept his phone charged by solar power as he was hiking in 24-hour sunlight. Uh, as wonderful as his accomplishment was, my money is on Shackleford. I'm sure Colin didn't leave any booze behind for us to sample. Uh, Downing, frequent contributor, writes, You boys had a laugh about the difficulties of going to the bathroom while trekking across Antarctica. No, I didn't. You did, Rookie, because that's immediately where I your did. mind yes, went. Yes. <laughs> it reminds me, uh, uh, Downing writes, of something much more serious. A great living American now departed once told me about the difficulties of fulfilling such basic needs while viewing Europe from a B-24. Oh, boy. He told me it was so cold inside the unpressurized planes that they simply pooped in their pants rather than pull them down and be exposed to the cold air. Gross! Urinating was supposed to be easier. There was a tube to go in so that the waste would run outside into the air. However, the reality was that the urine ran back along the fuselage and became yellow ice covering the tail gunner's window. So instead, they just peed in their helmets... Waited Back until it off, guys. Just well, this is serious. <laughs> so instead, they peed in their helmets, waited while the urine quickly froze, and then threw the chunk of yellow ice out the window. Truly, the greatest generation, isn't that? Wow. Isn't that? The I truth? think the precious kids of today wouldn't be able to handle that like those no. guys did. And coming up, January twenty, the Super Blood Wolf Moon eclipse. I can't miss this, can I? A wolf moon? I don't yeah. remember a wolf. Moon. Oh, you get a wolf moon. Uh, January twenty. The super blood wolf moon eclipse is actually just the concurrence of three separate phenomena, a lunar eclipse, a super moon, and a wolf moon. A lunar eclipse occurs when the Earth is positioned between the sun and the moon, casting the moon completely in the Earth's shadow and giving it an orangish bloody look. Full lunar eclipses occur between two and four times a year. Uh, we've been through this. A super moon occurs when the moon is within 90% of its closest possible distance to Earth. And according to EarthSky.org, the moon's orbit will take it between 221,681 miles and 252,622 miles this year. On January 20, the moon will be about 222,274 miles from Earth as a full moon. So in other words, it's going to be huge. I have, I have a question. Yes. And I'm not trying to make a joke. Nope. And just, I can't remember if it was eight, 2018 or 2017, I'm trying to go as long as I can mm -hmm. without contributions to the scan fund. Mm -hmm. Okay? Back to the helmet story. Yeah. How, how did it, if it froze, how was he able to get rid of it without it sticking to the helmet? I suppose you could just knock it against the fuselage and it would have come out as oh, a I, big okay. ice cube. All right. It would have come out as so a big the helmet almost acted like an ice tray. Right. Exactly. Got exactly. it. Uh, finally, the wolf moon is just another name for the first full moon of the year. This year's full moon just so happens to coincide with the lunar eclipse. It'll occur at 12.12 a.m. Eastern Time on January 21st. But you'll be able to watch the moon turn from white to orange in the hours beforehand. Cool. January 20 will mark the final time a lunar eclipse and a supermoon occur at the same time until May of 2021. Mm. So I, I don't see how I can possibly miss that. <laughs> No, you usually pay attention to what it has to do with the moon. Mm -hmm. Yes, but if it's a object in the sky that's cruising around you, you tend to to miss that because you're looking down. I told you, uh, I've told you this occasionally, uh, that in times of uncertainty, whether they be uh, economic uncertainties or cultural uncertainties or world war peace uncertainties, the sightings of what are presumed to be UFOs, go up. 
Okay. Are you aware of the woman in Kiowa Island, South Carolina, uh, who over Christmas Eve filmed a a dancing red orb from her deck, and it played up and down the coast, and many, many people also reported it. They're trying to pass it off as a Chinese lantern, but it was too big. It was very odd. I didn't see this. And this was reported by the Charleston newspaper. It wasn't in the... uh, you know, it wasn't in the grocery store checkout line. Right, newspapers. inquire. Yeah, uh, so, uh, you know, there's something going on out there. Well. Uh, I, but only in times of uncertainty. Right. When when we have stuff to do mm-hmm. and, and everything's going smooth, they don't see this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, if other people saw it, it's it obviously was something. They just can't, what, because the video's too blurry? No, it, it, it's pretty good, actually. Hmm. But, you know, people say, oh, no, it's a weather balloon. It's a drone. It's a Chinese lantern. What have you? I I, uh, I, I prefer to think it was a visitor uh, coming to have a look on Christmas Eve, and it, it danced around and changed shapes and went up and down and sideways. And Probably because we've been messing with Mars, mm-hmm. they're going to come back at us and say, "Hey, uh, we're going to you come and check out our place. We're going to come and check out yours." And now the Chinese have just landed a vehicle on the dark side of the moon. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean, though? It just means it's darker over there. It's the same that, thing. That a boy. <laughs> Why it's called the dark well, side. Well, no, but why is that such a big deal? Uh, I guess because it hadn't been done. Okay. I, I have uh, I have no particular interest in the Chinese landing on the dark side of the moon. So the, the, uh, the dark side of the moon has never seen direct sunlight. Again, you're you're on the right track there. That's as it goes around. Well, I don't see, process that very often. I yeah. mean, that's that, you know that's something well. You don't to really tell you the about. truth, either do I. Either do I. That's. It's really bizarre that it just hangs out there and doesn't spin. All right, we have a double secret local case for the Gumption County Institute for the Criminally Incompetent. We have a local uh, case for the Gumption County Institute for the Criminally Incompetent. (coughs) Excuse me. Right here in the uh, Twin Cities. What do you got, bro? Kind of a sad one. Oh. A Bob Marley hat helped police nab a man suspected of robbing a Dollar Tree in Roseville on Christmas Eve. Good choice. Good choice, good plan. You haven't heard anything yet. Oh, no. Quincy Gerard Petty, 39, also reportedly forgot to put his mask on when he first walked into the retailer on Larpenter Avenue and told an employee at the register he wasn't playing, court documents say. Open your register. I'm robbing you, Petty reportedly said. He later reached under his sweatshirt near his waistband and yelled, If you put your hands down, y'all done according to the criminal complaint filed against him via warrant this week in Ramsey County District Court. This is from the Pioneer Press. A store employee recognized Petty as the boyfriend of another employee, authorities say. When he saw the man look at him, Petty remembered his mask, pulled it out over his face, according to the complaint. Forget what you just saw, sir. Another man accompanied Petty during the robbery, the complaint said. They took off with about $2,000 after store managers emptied a safe. They fled in a red SUV. Aha. 
Kind of All blending right. in again. Police tracked down a vehicle matching the description to a location near Petty's girlfriend's home. He and his girlfriend were found outside her residence, and Petty was arrested, the complaint said. When he had changed his clothes, he was wearing the same Bob Marley hat that store employees reported to seeing him, <laughs> seeing on the suspect, according to an affidavit. Officers also found a crumpled envelope with the word robbery written on it inside Petty's pockets. <laughs> Spelled correctly? Along, yes, along oh. with two coin wrapping papers and more than $600 in cash, mostly in dollar bills. Well, it was a dollar store. I was oh, just right. going to say $2,000 in right. ones. Petty denied involvement in the robbery. His girlfriend said he was with her all morning and that the incident was a setup by the store in retaliation for a complaint she filed. Petty faces one count of second-degree aggravated robbery and a second count of simple robbery. He has no criminal record in Minnesota. No attorney was listed for him in court records. Okay, uh, Quincy, Quincy, uh, this is why we're here. Here we go. This is the Gumption County Institute. We're going to help move you along. Here's what you do, Quincy. (laughs) You put the mask on before you enter the store, especially if you're going to be recognized as the boyfriend of of a store employee. Okay, let me— You're going to be known. Quincy, yes. Let me play the role of Quincy here in the back. Uh, Is it it to my benefit— that I go to a, a dollar store where I know a lot of the people already and I kind of know the layout, or should I go to a completely random one where they have absolutely no chance of identifying me? Uh, your second option is best. Uh, you really want to go to one where you have no relationship with anybody in the store. Not the one down the block. No, and you still want to wear the mask before you go in the store and maybe ditch the Bob Marley hat. Okay. and that, so when What I'm, is a Bob Marley hat? The long stocking cap? He's got the braids, yeah, with the, with the multicolored yeah, yeah, deal. Yeah. Right, okay. What's the great Ricey story? Where the, the, is it a former basketball player? That robs the uh, that robs the convenience store. Oh, yeah, said, it's, it. it's hey, not Jimmy, me. Jimmy, come on, what are you doing? Yeah. Hey, it ain't me. It ain't me. <laughs> it ain't me. I'm not doing it. Well, he was right. It ain't me. It ain't me. So uh, that that's today's lesson at the uh, Gumption County Institute for the Criminally. What what do we have here? What is this? Uh, well, it's 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 he... winter time, and uh, uh, this gentleman would like to. Sp- I, I have no idea what it is about. Uh, it's your guy, Stu. Stu. Stu? Is he sleeping? Stu! Stu! Hello? Is yeah. this me? Stu, uh, you uh, you are a frequent uh, 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 adventurer. Well, finally, at- we've got you. I can't understand where this has gotten me. You don't know how uh, it's hard then for me to track you down. The the Winter Carnival is so, coming up, and uh, Stu, for listeners who might not know uh, your history, you are an avid uh, treasure hunter for the Minnesota Winter Carnival. An avid treasure hunter. You're part of a part of a group. Is that correct? The coolest crew, mm-hmm. Stu crew, has been called before with all of the. Uh, to do's that uh, you've provided. I don't write the clues, Stu. Well, first, uh, let me say to you, sir, hail the clue writer. Well, thank you. You, uh, that is a red herring number one. I've tried to disabuse you of this notion for years. Uh, for some reason, you're fixated on the fact that— Well, you don't even work for the paper any longer. 
there's right. no conflict of interest, and you can come out and be clear that no. this no. year will be found in Ramsey County, not in a city park. I, I can't. Or not. <laughs> I can't help you, uh, Stu. I wish I could. Uh, you always put on a valiant effort. You're a little. Uh, you have a little trouble getting around, and uh, I know it's an effort for you to, to conduct the search, but you've got to get over the idea that I have anything to do with it. Uh, I will work on that in this new year. All right. I appreciate that. You've been sowing that bad seed for many years. You've gotten I... me in a lot of trouble. I have not been the sower of the seeds, maybe a prevailer of the inevitable, if you will. Well, it's, it's, it's not, it's not uh, inevitable. Listen, I want to know firsthand, will you beat me? Will you beat me out this year, yes or no? Meet you where? Well, I think during their hunt. Yes, I will. I think... Uh, Bob's Bar in St. Paul is finest to many to meet. Right. Uh, Where? Always Bob's. accessible for uh, my kind, if you will. I see, sure. You know, I, I, I'd gladly meet you at Ob's and uh, prove to you that I don't write the clues. Uh, well, we'll have to find out the proof is in the pudding, as they say. Do you know what? Uh, do you know what a CPAP machine is? Do you have one of those? Ah, <laughs> uh, in return to uh, fighting the battalion, I He's thought even... rather that was uh, not metal, not ferrous. You can't see any of that uh, with what? sound waves. What? But what? if you're implying that. I use equipment to look for the medallion. No, well, no. This... I use all that I can. Uh, no, that wasn't. That no, no I, I don't. I don't think he meant that. A I... CPAP is a is a it's a different machine. It's not used for finding. Uh, forget it. Yeah, just forget it. Stu, I'll be glad to meet uh, you at OBS. You you get back to us and set that up. Oh, very well. Good day. Thank you, Stu. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Stu, and good luck this year. Really faded out on me yeah. in the end. Huh? Well, he's getting older. He's been with us for what? How long? long Do you have a CPAP? I don't time. use anything well, I, to I help wasn't me. even trying to. I thought he should. He should invest in That's that so I he thought. could, or have the surgery you yes. had. Whatever oh, it is, it's a life changer. Yeah. I recommend it highly. Well, good luck to him, and yeah. uh, good luck to the misguided. <laughs> Uh, people like him who believe I have anything to do with the uh, with you're the never you'll, you'll never you're never going to no. escape that I know but I don't do it and you know well I don't do I know it. you don't but I still love to tease you about right. it right because I like the people that don't know to still think that you do that yeah I've known clue writers over the years I bet I've known three and I'm I'm not one of them so you know who in the past yeah I, has currently written, currently I have no clue currently no idea. Can you name one, or do they always have to be? Well, at the late Gareth Hebert, uh, who wrote the Oliver Town column, yep, yep. I believe he was a clue writer. Okay. The late Jim Ragsdale. Oh. Uh, from the Institute of Short Corn. The Short Corn Institute. Uh, I think he was a clue writer. But beyond that, <laughs> I'm not willing to say. Yeah. Ragsdale was funny. Yeah. See, uh, I had a previously scheduled uh, situation uh, prior to this last uh, uh, Mexican break. Uh, so we're going to resume the podcast on Tuesday. That's right. 
January 8th. Tuesday, Tuesday January. The 8th of January. But Chris, I'm sure you have wonderful things planned. I do. For tomorrow and Monday. And we had uh, we had some GLers that were a tad confused on the broadcasting schedule over these holiday breaks. Yes. A lot of them were very understanding that it's hey, it's holiday season, you know, right. we got to do stuff with the fam and whatnot. Right. But uh, yeah, we have a lot of a lot in store for the GLers. All right. Very good. Thank you. Yeah, Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Hey, you know what? Happy New Year. GarageLogic.com is where you find all the extras. Greg Holcomb's wonderful cartoon creations capturing Garage Logic, especially Johnny Height and Flip Flops. Also, find out what is on Joe's bookshelf, the latest addition to Author's Corner, and so many other things. Please rate us on Apple iTunes. I saw a lot of comments on Apple iTunes the last couple of days. And over the past couple of months, you guys have been really good at rating us. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Happy New Year from Garage Logic.